Who has a bank account number in their hip? I come in here, and the first thing I'm doing is I'm catching the sight lines and looking for an exit. I see the exit sign too, I'm not worried. I mean, you were shot. People do all kinds of weird and amazing stuff when they're scared. I can tell you the license plate numbers of all six cars outside. I can tell you that our waitress is left-handed and the guy sitting up at the counter weighs 215 pounds and knows how to handle himself. I know the best place to look for a gun is the cab of the gray truck outside. And at this altitude, I can run flat out for a half mile before my hands start shaking. Now, why would I know that? How can I know that and not know who I am? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our program. <laughs> why do we own this DVD? Your true house, Sean Takaki and his wife, Diane. Diane and Sean. Yeah. Why do we own this DVD? Yeah. Why do we own the DVD? Represent Sean Takaki and his wife, Diane. Yeah. Just want to say, why do we own this DVD? Why? Where is my super suit? Yeah, we're not looking for it. No, but I was uh, looking for my gummy colas. Yeah, I took them to work. Sorry. Go get the canned gummies. Yeah, they're we say things. gummies like they're... Edibles? Gummies, but they're not. They're just <laughs> like candy. No. These are, in fact, edible. They are, as is all which food. Is, which has always been a weird... It's like calling, like, when people refer to, you know, when you call genre movies, genre. Like, yeah, that, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, these edibles are edible. Thank you. Yes. This, I would hope so. This water is drinkable. Potable. Pope? Potable. Potable. Portable? Portable. You know. What's that? Uh-uh. Drinkable. Oh. Like, in Jeopardy, was they had that category, portable potents. Mm. I just remember potpourri. Like non, like non, you would see it on like park signs too, like non-potable water. Some people say potable. Mm. But I say potable because. I've never said that word oh. and I We'll never say it again. Okay. Anyways, moving <laughs> on. Super suit. Let's go. <laughs> Why did you start saying that? Were you looking Super for suit? your pajamas or no, something? No, I was looking for my gummies. I'm like, where is my gummy colas? <laughs> and it turned into super suit, as it would. It, yes, it 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 channeled the inner Samuel L. Jackson in me. <laughs> Oh, that we may all unleash our inner Samuel Jackson. <sighs> okay, then I got my teeth. <laughs> well, I don't know what that was. Super suit. No. <laughs> Let's get it moving. I gotta go to bed. Don't. I got work in the morning. Oh, I don't care. Does that look like I care? Anyway, so I was thinking about this movie today. Okay. A lot. Why? I don't know. I just was. Okay. And I don't know. 
I don't, I mean, I wasn't like thinking about like interesting things. It was just, <laughs> it was just on my mind. Perfect for this podcast. Mm, yeah. It was just on my mind. It kept creeping back. It's a good movie. Sure is. And it. Tell that to not Paul Greengrass. Rory Gilroy? Tori, Tony who, Gilroy? What about Tony Gilroy? He didn't like it? He wrote it. No, I know. Oh. Who directed it? Doug Lyman. Oh, Doug Lyman. Oh. Paul Greengrass did The Other Born. Yeah, 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 I know. Which is why I always think he did this one, but he didn't. No, he didn't. He didn't. Um. Oh, I thought Gilroy directed. But yeah, Doug Lyman, I do remember that now. It's it in a way it's hard to believe that it's been five hundred and forty four like, years. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um like twenty years since this came out. But then it also feels like it five years ago came out ages ago. Oh, oh wait. Twenty years isn't ages ago because twenty eight twenty years feels like ages ago to me. Yeah, I was just trying to think of a different word than saying. But yet it feels like it came out 20 years ago. No, it just... Not that it felt... And it feels like it came out 20 years ago. Yes. No, I get it. Like, not like it It felt dated, but it almost kind of felt dated, but in a good way. Like, it feels like it's it's existed forever. And just, like, the technology, the lack of technology, I guess. Because there's no smartphones yet. No? They're all texting through... They're all T9 texting through... Little flip phones. Little teeny Nokias or something. Nokias? No, they're like Motorola's. Yeah, I know. They're European. So yeah, in a way, it it felt dated. I was like, wow, this movie's old. I know, they all had those little small silver flip phones. Flip, flip phones. And the people who had the flip phones were like the high up people. Like it wasn't something that like Marie was carrying around. Marie didn't even have an address. No, she She does not have a cell phone. She barely had a car. <laughs> she had she had pieces of a car. But yeah, I was just thinking about that today and like it feels so it was it was so fresh and new when it came out like holy shit. James Bond, take note. Would you say it felt shiny and new? It felt shiny and new like the love boat? No, that's exciting and new. I'm talking about Moulin Rouge. What's shiny and new? I don't know. Doesn't Ziedler say that? Isn't it in the song? What song? Uh, Like a Virgin. Oh. Shiny and new. Yeah, maybe. Now I don't know what I'm song. only thinking of the, the Love Boat are. song now. Exciting and new. No. Come aboard. Nope. nope. We're expecting you. What? Is the love boat a fuck cruise? Yeah, that's gross. But yes, it was. So it was all pineapples all the time. And what was that? Chi-chi, cha-cha. Remember, she was always on. Hey. You're thinking of Greece. Nope. Cha-cha <laughs> di Gregorio. No, you know that chick that was always on the love boat. Yeah, no, I know. Like she was from like Mexico. Wow. No. no, like she was like Mexican and she was like. Was she like the Chiquita banana lady? God, now it's going to drive me. It was always, you know, I mean, Love Boat and their special guests was something else. But she was on a lot. Cha-cha, Chi-Chi. <laughs> oh my God, it's going to drive me nuts. 
Charo. Oh, Charo? Charo. No, there's only one R. Charo, there she is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know Charo. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. If I don't know who you were talking about pre-Charo. She's from Spain. She's from Spain, not Mexico. She's, she might be Mexican from Spain. <laughs> I don't think she is. But she's a flamenco guitarist. Like she was, she was, um, she was like a Latin Phyllis Diller, just a wild, a big character, comedian, singer, flamenco guitarist. She was. I loved Charo because she was insane. She's like, "Oh, you want me on the love boat again?" Sorry, okay. I don't know what that was. Wow. <laughs> All right. Um, Let's not do that voice again. <laughs> do, but she had a very distinctive voice too, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know, I'm playing paying homage. Mm, are you interpolation? Interpolation. You know, it's not copying; it's just sounding like. Uh, where are we? What are we talking we about? We are looking for super suits. I was also thinking about Marie's wonderful hair until fucking Jason Bourne chopped it off. It looked cool after it was after it was dry. I mean, <laughs> like like freshly cut and wet, it looked like a mess. Well, yeah. And then once it's once it settled <laughs> in the morning, yeah, when it's been restyled, yes, by by professional hairstyle. by professional hair people <laughs> off camera. Then yeah, it looked great. But I loved her hair and her clothes. That red and black shirt with that that black skirt. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. I loved her look. It was so nineties, but so cool and European. And then Jason Bourne cut her hair in a in a weird forward facing stance. Look at me, and I will cut your hair facing you. I know. I was like, this would be a very uncomfortable evening. Like, like what do you do? Just like close that, your eyes? That could be um, titillating if mm. it was a guy getting his haircut by a large busted woman face to face. But wow. But wow. but the way this is, there's it's no. Well, you, it's it's awkward enough when you're at the hairdresser and you're looking in the mirror and you make eye contact with your hairdresser through the mirror. That's like awkward enough for well, me. Yeah, that's why I go nanny. Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Just wake me up when it's done. Wake me up. Yeah. Okay, whatever. Anyway. If if I could, (laughs) the times I would go to barbers and hair hair cutting people, do I go to a... I guess I go to a stylist. Sure. Right? They're stylists. Hair technicians. They're hair technicians. If I could... If it were allowed, if it were socially acceptable, I would be like, blindfold me and then let me know what is done. Because I don't want to make eye contact with you in the fucking mirror, nor do I want to talk to you. Because I don't like making small talk with strangers oh, no, it's who are worst. touching my head. No, it's the worst. <laughs> Which is why the, like, the dental hygienist is always a weird thing, too, when you make eye contact. I know, that's why I'm like, okay, look like, at the ceiling. for a spot. They should look put... Out- they should put pictures on the ceiling. They should have like Where's Waldo pi- giant Where's Waldo pictures. They had pictures on the ceiling when I had my radiation. Like supposed to like make you happy, feel better. Okay. Pictures. 
Like if that's where they should mount the TVs on the ceiling until it crashes onto your face and then it kills you. But at least you're looking at at something else. At our dentist, there's a window, and I just look out the window. And for the most part, look over in this side when they're over here. (laughs) Anyways, back to super suits, please. You know who? Help me find my super suit. You know who doesn't mind talking to strangers because. They're all strangers to him. Jason Bourne. He doesn't know anyone. So he'll talk to anyone because why not? I don't know anyone else. Maybe you should intro the podcast. <laughs> we haven't even done that part yet. We're like it, 10 minutes in. We've not introed for longer times. What? Mm, you know Super what? suit. <laughs> this is a podcast. Believe it or not. Yes, Believe it, it or not. I'm oh my god, walking. please. Get on with it. Get on with it. Is that from something? Monty Python. Mont- okay, there's your Get on with it. Yes, get on with it. I am enjoying this scene. Get on with it. There's yeah. your drop oh, right there. I have that soundbite and it's been played already. <laughs> I have got a burp. Yeah, I heard your throat crackle. It was pizza. Um, this is a podcast called Why Do We Own This DVD? <laughs> She's reading the title for the first time. <laughs> this DVD that randomly froze during the middle and we had to literally unplug the DVD player, Blu-ray player, and start it up again. Yeah, it. I think it, it, <laughs> it, was it like, froze at the most exciting part and I think the DVD I... player was like so excited and it was like, oh my god, I don't know what to do. And then it stopped. <laughs> Car chase. Boom. <laughs> uh, yeah, we talk about our DVD collection. That's that what we, we do, do yes, on this do. podcast. Yes. On this cast for your pods. Yes. Your iPods. No. Well, that's where the name comes from. So deal with it. Tonight we're talking about a movie from 2002. Again, 21 years ago. Real quick, you know the guy who plays Eamon? 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 Eamon. Yeah. Like, kind of a... Uh, kind of a floppy looking guy. Sure. sure. Floppy Brit, sure. Right, I mean, you know. I don't know. Like, I mean, he looked non-threatening, right? No, yeah, he's just a. Uh... That's the same guy. This guy. Fucking guy look terrifying. Like, doesn't he like a, he look? Like, he look. Like he could what? be like. He... See your sentence, super like, suit. Like he look. Like he would be like Sylvester Stallone's bodyguard or something, right? Yeah. What the hell? That's the same well, dude again. Tim Dutton. Twenty-one years. Sounds like Timothy Hutton, but Dutton. Sure. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Ow! (laughs) (laughs) What the hell? (laughs) Cutting that out because it sounds like (laughs) I hit you or something. (laughs) So no one will even have heard that. Oh, shit. Okay. 2002. We're talking about... The born identity. 
the one that started. That's Moby. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's Moby. <laughs> I thought you're. It sounded like you're bleeding into Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible. What? Mission Impossible. I can't say. <laughs> Mission Impossible. Wishes. It was the born identity. I have no idea what that meant. What? All right. You know what? Thanks for listening. Um, tune in next week when we when we cover another movie. The pirate fairy. Okay. The Born Identity. See, now you said that. And if Google picks Pirate Fairy, people are going to be like, scam. Scam. They plan this all out. They write scripts. That will be funny if she does pick. Do we have a different Tinkerbell movie? Secret of the Wings? No. Do we have Secret of the Wings? That's the only one. Oh, we don't have Pirate Fairy? We do. Do we not have Secret of the Wings? No. Oh. We don't? I'm always tempted to get them at half price books. Do we not? I thought we. I thought you guys nope. bought it. Oh. Nope. Okay. Well, I was gonna say it'd be funny if she picked a different Tinkerbell movie, but then it'd be weird if she did because we don't have another we one. Don't. <laughs> like, what? Like, where'd you pull that from? Anyways, so this movie opened June twenty fourth, two thousand two. Ah, three more days, and I would. I don't know. Three more days. My birthday. Did I say twenty fourth? What'd you say? It opened June 14th, 2002. You said June 24th. Are you sure? <laughs> Just like you you said, to 367. That's what it's like. What's June, what's June 17th? Because you're like, three days. I'm like, June 17th? And then I was like, did you forget when your birthday was? <laughs> no. Did you forget how to read numbers? <laughs> Maybe. God. June? Well, I won't know what I said until I listen to this Sunday morning. As per usual, June 14th, 2002. We saw this in the theater. We did. Um, did I we... believe we walked to the theater in Pasadena from our apartment. Did, did we know what we were expecting? Nope. Did we just no. see like trailers and go, that's kind of interesting? Well, it was Matt Damon. Okay. Right. But why did I go then? Just because well, it, it looked cool. cool. Right. Okay. Because we were. But I mean, together? No, I know, but I mean, it did look, we did know that it looked like a cool thing. But I wasn't expecting what I got. I don't think anybody was, really. Because again, this is like, I mean, internet was around, but it was pre-internet. You know what I mean when I say that. And, and like, it was like the Mr. Ripley guy. It was the Goodwill Hunting guy. It wasn't Ocean's like, Eleven It wasn't like guy. action-y guy. No, because like up until not- then, Matt Damon had never done an action movie. The most uh, action movie he did was Ocean's Eleven. And and he wasn't really punching anybody. No. Matt Damon doesn't hit people. No, that's Will... I mean, he'll, Will Hunting. Okay, I he know, beat up but, a couple guys yeah, on the but, pack. But schoolyard thuggery. Schoolyard pack. What? All right. <laughs> Do you see that Saturday Night Live skit? Probably, probably. With John Krasinski, Chris Evans... And that funny looking chick on Saturday Night Live. She, wow. No, she, I love her look. I, she makes me laugh every time I see her. She's really, really short. Yeah, yeah. She looks like a, a troll doll. <laughs> okay, that was ruder. Ruder. But they do a Boston. Yeah. Oh, my God. I watched it like twice. I, wow. That, was that good? You watched it twice? Yeah, because I love hearing John Krasinski and Chris Evans use their natural accents. It's such a rarity. 
Hey, Rachel, how are you? Hey, good, how are you? He's not getting that car in there. No, sir. Look at these two troublemakers. Hey, Johnny, how are you? Wicked car, is that new? Yeah, it's a Sonata. Okay. Yeah, okay. you're going to go watch it. And I'll be like... While you're editing, you're like, okay, Five hold seconds on. in, they be like, I've seen this. <laughs> Probably, I mean, the Saturday Night Live's good. Uh, but yes. <laughs> uh, Born Identity, John Matt Damon. John Krasowski. John Matt. Matt Damon. Matthew Page Damon. That's his real name. Page? That's his middle name. Page. It's his mom's last name or something. Page. Page. P-A-I-G-E. But yes, he had never done anything like this. And I... I'm just going to be assuming here when I say that people probably didn't think he could do it because, yes, Mr. Ripley was fresh in people's minds, sort of. I mean, and he was still horses, like, well, no he was died. still like the Goodwill hunting guy. Yes. And he'll always be the Goodwill um, hunting guy. What year was Mich- the Tom Cruise first Mission Impossible? Uh, 96. Okay. 95. So, yeah, that's that exists. 96. And then we get, we see like trailers of this and we're like, who We know what this? else exists is Mission Impossible 2. Okay. Well, fine. The better one. But I mean, we see, you know, like the trailers for this and we're like, who does Matt Damon think he is? Tom Cruise? What's he doing? Why is he trying to be all Tom Cruise-y? You know? Uh-huh. And then, and, and doubt sinks in. I don't think he can do that. Is he allowed? Hmm. <laughs> So yeah, then we go see this. Yes. Some of us go see it simply because it's Matt Damon. Mm-hmm. Some of us go see it because it looks kind of cool. Yeah. I wish I remember like the mindset going into it. Because at that point, I was kind of over the Matt Damon thing. This was like in the midst of my like Lord of the Rings, Orlando Bloom, all that crazy mm-hmm, shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I had kind of moved on from Mr. Page Damon. So I wasn't like, oh, my God. But I was still like, no, this is cool. This is different for him. Let's see what he can do. I mean, I was very interested. I mean, I remember seeing, I I have, I don't want to say distinct memories of seeing the trailer, but I do remember seeing the trailer. I, mean, I do not remember seeing the trailer at all. Going, that looks pretty cool. Mm. I really don't know Matt Damon other than being that Goodwill Hunting guy. I think I had seen Mr. Ripley by then, by this time. I, I don't know. So. Well, I mean, only because you would have made me watch it. But you would have made me watch. Um. It. Yeah, I, I mean, I remember thinking, "Oh, okay, this looks. It looks cool. Will it be cool?" Newsflash: It was cool. I remember walking out of that theater going, that was fucking awesome. Yeah. We like were we, kind of We were bubbling. Uh, bubbling? We're mm, maybe. Babbling? Bubbling? Mm. Babbling and bubbling about it. Burbling? No, I think we were kind of, I mean, I just remember being so impressed and yeah. being like, wow, Matt Damon really did it. And that was... Not like any action movie I had seen. It even it felt so different from the Mission Impossible two movies I had seen at that point. And yeah. if and I think people were comparing it, they're like, "Wow, this is what James Bond should be." 
Yes. And you know what? We I got remember Casino, that and, discussion. And we got Casino Royale, which I think was inspired by but I also remember the going, slickness of this. Oh, my God. It's the Run Lola Run Girl. Yeah. Same. Because I, yeah, I had already seen Run Lola, Lola, uh-huh. Lola at that point. I, I watched it in college. And yeah, but that's all I knew her from. Yeah. I'm that's, like, I don't okay. know anyone. That's, as For far as most, like Americans. Yeah. Went, I mean, she did a lot of movies in Germany. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, I mean, okay. This Matt Damon guy is kind of, kind of awesome. <laughs> I think he, because I think, you know, a certain demographic probably saw him in a certain way up until this point. What way is that? You know, what like oh, he does like not chick flicks. But like, let's say like cis white men in early two thousands or late nineties, they saw Matt Damon as oh, eh, you know, he doesn't do the kind of movies I like to watch. You know, if he's doing all the pretty horses, he's doing talented Mr. Ripley, maybe Ocean's Eleven. But Ocean's that's a, Eleven, that's because of everyone else who he's in. a supporting role. He has a smallish role, I think. I mean, he he plays the new guy in Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. Um. Rainmaker. I mean, he wasn't doing movies that. I mean, he was just the very dramatic guy. So dramatic. Yeah, he's good at. Oh, I know. I know. Drama, but I think this movie changed a lot of people's minds. Oh but yeah. The same thing, you know. He kind of followed the same track that. Tom Cruise was following until Tom Cruise realized that no one wants to see him cry. Wants to see him cry. And so he's like, well, then I'm just going to do action movies the rest of my life. And I'm so glad that Matt became an action star, but that he also still does the, the crying shit. You know what I mean? The like, real, the real actor like stuff. He, they bought a zoo. You know, like he still. Do we own that? We do, right? We do. Because I, oh yeah, because Remember I didn't I found buy it. it. I found it on clearance. I do um, found it on. But I found the Blu-ray. You have yeah. the grossness. Um, <laughs> so I think him and Tom Cruise, you know, they surprised people by becoming action stars. Maybe Tom Cruise not as much. I mean, he had done Top Gun. But it's that same kind of thing. Like, it, you don't need to be Schwarzenegger, Stallone. You know, you can be, be like Bruce Willis and Die Hard. People were surprised. But the Moonlighting guy... And suddenly he's a fucking action star. Plays the harmonica. Who? Bruce Willis. Oh. And then the same kind of thing with um, Matt Damon. So uh, let's get into it. In the Mediterranean Sea, Italian fishermen rescue an American man adrift with two gunshot wounds in his back. I, that, it's such a, I mean, it's not quite a, it's not a cold open. Kind of is, though. But it, because, I mean, but it's such a, it's such a compelling, because like the James Bond cold opens, they're always very, like, teasery. Yes. You know? Yeah. But this is like a, this one it's you're like whoa 
that's our guy, but we'll, what, what, why is he in this situation? Yeah. And then You're just probably wondering that, how I got here. And then just seeing that nothing happens for so long. Mm-hmm. Like he just spends, you know, months on this fishing boat. Yeah, the guys, uh, they kind of tend to his holes in his back. Yeah, they patch him up. They think he's a dead body. Yeah, and then they... And then he moves and he freaks everyone out. Well, then he disappears from the table. And, and then the, the, doc- like, the ship's doctor helps pull bullets out of his yeah. back. and That he soon discovers that he has no memory of it, of who he is. He has no idea yeah. who he is. Um, but he has advanced combat skills. He can speak in several languages. He can... He, he speaks and thinks... Like, it's very just sporadic, like, just wildly, like, just, like, everything's in a blender. Yeah. You know, whatever. It just comes out and Comes out to the surface. is like, oh, it's all of a sudden it's German or yeah. whatever. They also find a tiny laser projector. Projector. What? Okay. Happened? Under his skin in his hip that gives the number of a safe deposit box in Zurich. Um. So... Matt Damon goes to investigate the guy, the fisherman, the nice fisherman guys give him a puffy coat, it, right? It's, and um, like this, not much, but this will do. That that whole sequence of him being on the boat and then leaving the boat is like, oh, this is their version of Count of Monte Cristo. Aww. We shall call him Satara. Ah, <laughs> uh, ay, ay, ay. Um, So he goes to the bank in Zurich to investigate the deposit box where he finds various currencies, like a shit ton of money, a shit ton of passports and IDs with different names and a handgun. Yeah. Cause the, and the, yeah, the, the first passport he finds is an American passport. It says Jason Bourne. He's oh my, yeah, name, is my Jason name is Jason Bourne. Bourne. And he Jason lifts Bourne. the little like layer. Cause like there's like a, the, mm-hmm. the divider on the box. Yeah. It's like, Top part and bottom, bottom part. So he takes yep. the top part off. Yep. To reveal this big brick of money, mm. and then all the passports, the gun, and all different all names. kinds of random shit. Yeah. Yeah. So he takes everything, but the gun, puts it in a red bag, bank bag. That's like in a trash can, or it's like a. They provided him like a bank a, bag. Yeah. It's a liner. It looks like a liner on a trash can, but yeah. It's yeah, it's a it's a bank's version of a bucket bag. Yeah. Um and he starts using the name on the American passport, Jason Bourne. Were there other American passports too, or is it just I because I thought... the John Michael Caine one? Oh yeah, there is, right? Right? Okay, because yeah, yeah. That, and those that is with the other ones. Yeah. That's with the other country passports on the bottom. Yeah. Cause I think at first when we opened the box, it's like some some money and the passport. He takes the passport, yeah. takes, and then he lifts the thing. And it's a lot more money yeah. and a lot more passports. So after he leaves the bank, a bank employee contacts Operation Treadstone, which is a CIA black ops program. Sure. Treadstone's head, Conklin, played by Chris, Chris Cooper. Cooper, scares the shit out of me still. Ever since American Beauty. I'm sorry. It scares the shit out of me. Um, he issues alerts to police to capture Bourne and assigns three agents to kill him. Cast 
Castel? Castel? That's that one guy. He, does, we don't, he, he doesn't speak in this movie. He's only on... The blonde guy? Oh, is that him? I'm thinking of the guy who shoots Chris Cooper at the end. Who's no, that guy? that's the guy that gets... He gets activated by Brian Cox. Oh, okay. So, yeah, that must be the, the window guy. There's four agents. Yeah, three Castel's of them. the window guy, I think. Well, then Mannheim and the professor. The professor is obviously Clive Owen. Yes. Mannheim... I don't know. Russell Levy as Mannheim. Um, Mickey Nod when, as Castell. When okay, which guys try to kill him? Well, we'll find out. Wait. We're going through the plot. Oh yeah, Castell is the window guy. Okay, there's window guy. Mannheim there's is Professor's Farm. Where who is the other guy that when I said three agents to kill him. Castell, no, Mannheim, the professor. I know. I know. When does Mannheim get killed? I'm trying to figure out who Mannheim is in my head. It's not the professor. No. Because professor is... Yeah, it's Clive Owen. Clive Owen has a credit. No, I know. So I'm, try- I'm trying to think which guys... When does Jason Bourne try to get assassinated? It's uh, in the apartment in France. Yeah. It's... Uh, the car? The, the farmhouse. The car. The police? The car chase? Oh, no. Okay. Well, let's just go through this. CAA director... Abbott. Is that Brian Cox? Shh, probably. I wasn't supposed to have a CIA. Never gets old for me. Never gets old. <laughs> it gets old for some of us. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Abbott contacts Conklin about a failed assassination attempt against exiled African dictator Wambosi. Can you say his name? The actor? Oh, yeah. It's like... Adewale Akinoe Agbahe? Look at that. Let's just go with that. Sure. I mean, there we go. Ouch! (laughs) (laughs) Again, what? Oh, Oh, I picked up my mug of tea and my wrist, like, crapped out on me. It hurt. Um, No. What? (laughs) (laughs) Ow, my wrist. Ugh. What are you looking at? Wombosi. So Conklin promises that he will deal with the agent who failed. Failed assassination attempt. Bourne tries evading the Swiss police by using his U.S. passport to enter the American consulate, um, but is pursued by Marine guards. He escapes by offering $20,000 to Marie Kruitz, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a 26-year-old German woman who he saw at the consulate who's getting into her car. Because she's trying to, she's having trouble getting a visa. Yeah, she needs, well, he's like, you need money and I need a ride. Marie, played by Franca Potente. Let's talk about her for two seconds. I... I don't think I know her from anything other than these movies and Run, Lola, Run. I can't name another thing she did. I mean, I guess I could Don't, look, no, 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 don't. But you know she's in The Conjuring. I, which I have not seen. I don't know anyone in that movie. <laughs> what? Well, like, now I know Franca Potente's in it. She's in The Conjuring 2. Oh, okay. okay. Is she in The Conjuring 1? No. Then, then I don't know anybody in that movie. 
Yeah, I'm looking at her filmography and it's really nothing I've seen. Um, American Horror Story. I don't know. It's really, yeah, these movies. And Run, Lola, Run. It's kind of crazy. Like, I know she does a lot of, like, TV in Not Here. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I had to crack that my That was brain. weird. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Marie, he offers Marie $20,000. Yeah, like like 10000 now. I'll give you another, another 10000 to Paris. He just needs a ride to Paris. Yeah. And, you know, she does need the money. So she's like, well... Okay. Um, so they drive to Paris. And I love these scenes with the two of them. Um, I, it starts out... Well, because she's... I mean... She's always on her guard at first. She's always like, this has got to be some kind of a weird scam or a con. Yeah, because she's been scammed before. Um then he's like, well, fine, can I have my money back? And then it cuts to them in the car. Yeah, because she's like, <laughs> And it goes from her just kind of being like thrilled to be on this like weird little adventure because she's just mm. talking nonstop. Yeah, but she's also like nervous talking. And then just to see her, how, what, how her character changes in the movie mm-hmm. from sort of like this, this person kind of just caught up in this weird situation to yeah. like full on You're involved. In it. You're yeah. in it. So you can't really get out. But yeah, the, the, their car ride. I like the their the car ride to Paris is fun. Yeah, and I like you know when they stop at that restaurant and he's you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when he finally admits like I don't know who I am because she's like say what kind of music do you like Let's put on some music. Which is and- weird because yeah we haven't talked about you know when he wakes up with absolutely no memory of anything. No. How weird would that fucking be? It would be weird. Like, if you woke up... Because like, she's like, what kind of music do you like? He's like, I don't know. She's like, well, come on. He's like, no, I don't... I don't. To the point where he's like, I don't know. I don't know who I am. Two weeks ago, I woke up with no memory. He's like, amnesia? Yeah. Like, amnesia. Like, I mean, can you imagine, though? I mean, No, I can't, because... Waking up how can you unless it actually like because i mean, I, I would think okay if like if you woke up tomorrow morning with zero memory of anything like, who the fuck what, what the fuck like do you have like base instincts to be afraid of strangers you know what i mean i don't know because i can't imagine would what... you even know to be afraid no i don't that's what i can't imagine i can't imagine not knowing who i was so, it's I mean, one thing to wake up and not know where you are. But you know who you are and you go, but okay, you, wait. I need to get back home. How did I get here, wherever this is? But to wake up and not know who you are. Yeah. Would be, I can't even imagine that because. Like that, if you woke up and there's like, you know, and Podcat is sleeping next to you. Do you think, do you even know if you're afraid of cats or not? You know, or. I have no idea. I, again. Like he has. No idea. It's funny because he has like a base knowledge of things he can read he can write he can speak and he can do <laughs> he like- knows what shapes and colors are mm-hmm. you know you know like you would wake up and you go okay this is a cat mm-hmm. but if you have no memory do you even remember this is a cat 
<laughs> like how far? Are you suddenly just like baby? I know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't know. Because it's not like cat is a natural thing to know. You learn what a cat is. Yes. It's like you're born baby. Go. That's a book. That's a cat. That's I mean, a cup. That's a person. That's so a I mean, when does like this level of amnesia? When does it start? <laughs> you're like, what am I sitting on right now? How do I know what the word? Like, yeah. How do you know? Like suddenly, how to form suddenly you become Voltaire. I think, therefore, I am. <laughs> what a Caesar! Oh, Caesar. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they they drive to Paris. And I like their little conversation. And they only and, drive to Paris because he has a passport with an address in it, right? He's or, like, I guess I live in Paris. Yeah, he's like, this is. Oh, is it be? Oh, because his 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 Jason Bourne passport has like that that a dent that that a because passports additional, don't have addresses. Yeah, on they them. had that like additional like like appendix thing taped in it with like an address. I'm inserting the anime sneeze. Um, yeah, yeah, his password had like that little folded up piece of paper with like yeah. a Paris address. He's like, I guess I live in Paris. So that's why he goes there. And even I like when when Marie is like, do you even know if you have a family or, you know, like, I guess we'll find out, huh? Yeah. Yeah. What if you walked in and like there's like lady and kids? Daddy. And you're like, what the fuck are you? Are you I don't. I don't know what kids are. <laughs> I'm not sure how bad given my Jason, amnesia is. I'm giving Jason Bourne the benefit of the doubt. I think he knows what kids are. <laughs> I just, yeah, I have no idea. So yeah, they get to Paris and they go to the apartment that he had the address of where he lives. And it has it has the name Bourne on the little button. Yeah, presses the button. I like when he presses it, and she she's goes, like, "I guess you're not home." Yep. And then the lady, like the apartment lady, she's like, oh, Mr. Bourne, go, you know, he's like, I lost my, I don't have my key. And so she lets him in and calling him, you know, Mr. Mm. Bourne, senor. Nope. Nope. Monsieur. Monsieur. Monsieur? What the hell? (laughs) Monsieur Bourne. I don't know French. I'm taking Spanish and do Oh, my daughter is appalled by my accent and my monsieur. Okay, that's even worse. Okay. <laughs> Somehow that's worse. So they get into the apartment, which is, uh, I don't like the look of it. It's sparsely <laughs> furnished. It's its minimalist at best. Yeah. It's, but it's very big. It's very big. It's extravagant. But it's not pretty or cozy or anything. And I'm like, It's Jason, like that meme of like... <sighs> How do men live like this? And it's a mattress and a TV. But it's... In this big room. But it's like a gray kitchen. It it's like a metal kitchen. Yeah. Oh, it was... Yeah. Do not like it. And he's got a desk in his living room. Like what? In front of the fireplace. What the fuck are you doing with a desk? With purple, your... purple office chair. I don't know. Okay. Uh, So Bourne... They get in the apartment and Bourne contacts the hotel through the phone. Through the phone. That's weird. He inquires about the names on his passports, learning that John Michael Kane was registered but died two weeks before in a car crash. Which is one of his identities. One of his identities, yep. Uh, and then, you know, Marie's like, I'm going to go wash well, up. She's like, I'm going to use the bathroom. Yeah, but then she's like, wash up. Because it was a long car ride. 
And then she's brushing her teeth. With, again, which I don't know where the fucking toothbrush came I'd like from. to, again, give her the benefit of the doubt. She traveled. She, she's, like a, she's, a no, she's been a nomad for a while. Yeah. She has a lot of shit in her car. You know, she had like a toothbrush in there. There is a lot of shit in the back of her car. Yeah. Her tiny little... It's not a Cooper, but it's... It's a Mini. Is it a Mini? Yeah. I didn't see the little... I didn't see anything on that car. It said Mini on the steering wheel. Where? On the steering wheel. I wasn't looking at the steering wheel. It was dead center. It was the focus of the camera. No, I wasn't looking at it. Oh, my Um, God. But then Jason suspects something. Like, I don't know if it's like his instinct. It's his his spidey senses. His spidey senses, his... His assassin tingles. I don't know. What? <laughs> assassin tingles. <laughs> Do you not get assassin tingles like Jason Bourne? He thinks someone's in, in the apartment. He tells Marie, get... I like... I, I I forgot how he meets Castell. And then when he started walking towards that window, I was like, oh, I remember what happens. And he cr- comes crashing through. Because I was in the trailer. Um... I think it was in the trailer. Yeah, Castell comes in like this blonde, literally guns a blazing. Yeah, like if you were living above it, Jason Bourne, you might be dead right now. It seems poorly planned, or it may have been well planned. It was poorly executed. Well, I because think Conklin was desperate. He's like, get whoever. Well, no, I mean, okay, get yeah. the get the blonde guy. Con- Conklin goes to Zorn, activate all of our. European yeah, we didn't mention Danny agents. Zorn played by Gabriel Mann, the Pussycats manager. Alan M. Yes. Yes. Um, but yeah, Conklin's like activate them all. And he's like, all of them? Yeah, all. He's like, I want them dead or whatever the fuck. Yeah, he's desperate. So Conklin is every agent that the CIA has in Europe is activated. Which is two of them. Three of them. Three. Um, is that what gives them the headache? I think Castell was just having a really bad headache that day. And he's like, ah, I'm just going to go crazy with my machine gun or whatever. Well, I mean, we we first see Castell riding through Europe on a moped, on a, on a Vespa. Oh, yeah. Whee! He's like, Rrr. Yeah. We're like, who's this guy? And then it turns out he he's on a, he repels through the window with gun blazing. Yep. And now... Okay, yeah, my thing about the whole poor execution, though. Uh, he has no line of sight. He doesn't even know. J- How does he know Jason Bourne's by that window? Maybe he can kind of see shape. But he's shooting nowhere near Jason Bourne. He's got a face full of glass as he's coming through. I mean. So Jason Bourne very easily just bats him out of the air, really. And they yeah, fall to the ca- floor. Yeah, and they have some cool fighting. Um, again, this was like the first time I had ever seen Matt Damon do fighting like this. And I was like, God damn, well, he practiced that move for months. You know what he did? The one well, where he the, jumps up from the ground. And the cool thing with just prior to this is when Jason Bourne thinks something is going on. He grabs a knife from the kitchen. Yes. And then Marie pops her head out and goes, what's up? And then he's like, oh, nothing. And he slyly drops the knife into the floor because mm-hmm. he doesn't want to freak Fear Marie her, out. Yeah. So now again, he has no knife. Nope. Thanks, Marie. Even though her hair looks great. And she took the little barrettes out of her hair. And I was like, I just love her hair. She's so fucking pretty. I just kept looking she at is. her. I was like, She's God. a year older than me. Yes. Yeah, and she looks four. 10 years better than me. Anyways. Well, this was 20 years ago. I, even 20 years ago, I didn't look 
that good. It, well, what, I mean, okay, whatever. No, you didn't. I looked You great. didn't look I looked good fantastic. As Franca Potente. No. I, I, I never will. You probably but, really liked her in Run the Little Run. Oh, I... I the I red hair. I loved her. I know you this did. Is, that's, only, that's the only reason <laughs> why I know the name Franca Potente, because I fell in love with Lola. Lola is definitely your Oh, type. my God. I saw that in film school. Oh. Yes, best You're like <laughs> best day of that class. <laughs> uh, and then I saw the and then I saw the scene that my f- film teacher bitched about. <laughs> what was Brian it? Singer stealing his his shot? Oh yeah, we heard the story. <laughs> yeah, what shot was it again? The Usual Suspects. It was some. <laughs> it was the plane shot from. Usual, anyways, yeah. Oh. Uh, but yeah, but so yeah, yeah he, Castell and Jason Bourne are fighting. Yeah. And he like... And they're trading blows pretty equally. Like, Jason Bourne's getting his ass kicked. Castell's getting his ass kicked. Mm-hmm. They're kicking each other's asses. But Bourne gets the upper hand, like, kicks his knee in. He he gives him a, a the stanky leg. <laughs> he gives him the... Stanky, skinky leg. Whatever. Stinky, I can't say it. And like, does he break bones? It looks like he like broke his leg and arm, but I can't tell. Um, I think he, well, I, he, he definitely like hyperextends his elbow at the, yeah, at the least. Maybe that's what he does. He may, he, I think he straight up breaks his fucking arm, but he even fucks stabs, up his arm. stabs him with a paper made he, uh, pen. He, he gives him the stanky leg. And he still has no weapon. His only weapon is a ballpoint pen. It's a paper mate. It's Shh, a it's clear still, one. It's still yeah. a ballpoint pen. I'm just saying, pen. it's not a pick. Bick. What? It's wrong with your words. It's not a bick. Okay, anyway, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. Stabs him with a... What color was the ink? Was it blue? Blue. Yeah. Okay. Blue. Um. But yeah, gets it right in the... Top of the hand. Oh, and then he just like in a like a rev, like a shitty reverse Wolverine claw. Oh, the worst. The, the pointy end the wrong way. <laughs> like like if if Wolverine popped those claws out, you'd be like, ha. <laughs> pen. This, this pen. blunted tip. Yeah. Poking out, but yeah, and he just so yeah, Castle just pulls his casually pen pulls it out, and I think we're meant to think like, oh, he's undefeatable. Yeah. Undefeated? Oh, okay. I don't. Again, look <clears throat> who's talking here. Bruce Willis. <laughs> wow, what? <laughs> look who's talking. Oh, was I, he the well, voice of the baby? Yeah, I'm, but I was, because you're. I, I, okay. I, I thought you were being rude. Oh. Because oh, of he, his dementia. No, because And you are exhibiting early signs of <laughs> dementia tonight. <laughs> Because you seem to have some kind of brain problem right now, and poor and Bruce Willis. My, when I see like, cause I, I've seen a lot of stuff with like Tallulah now. Oh, she's been like documenting dad. it. It breaks my heart when I see like I won't watch pictures it. of Bruce. No, I just see pictures and you know that yeah that they post whatever yeah, and you just you see him like wide eyed smiling, but there's nothing in his eyes. That is... It's so weird. It's like he woke up with amnesia. Do you think he knows who he is? I think that's what dem- dementia is. It's amnesia, but you don't even know you're amnesiac. It's like reverse. It's like... Uh, it's like... 
I don't know. Amnesia seems like sudden. In I dimensions think, of, I don't know. Yeah, I, well, I think generally amnesia is sudden because it's usually a traumatic thing that happens that causes amnesia. Uh. Like, like, you know, you something blows up and you survive but you have amnesia. I don't think like you get like, you like you stub your toe and then you still lose your memory throughout the day. At <laughs> lunchtime, yeah, I stub my toe like one o'clock. My toe hurts. I don't know why. Three <laughs> o'clock. Who are you? <laughs> Where am I? Uh, <laughs> why? Why do I know I can speak German, but I don't even know my own name? Anyways. <laughs> okay. But how does he? Okay, if you have amnesia, how do you even know that's German? <laughs> Again, I don't where is know. Amnesia? There's got to be some level of knowing. It has to be. I'm not a psychologist. I have no idea. <laughs> he knows how to dress himself. You have to learn that too. <laughs> look at Jason Bourne trying to put his pants on his hands. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look at there's all pants hands. Hey, pants hands, come here. Come here. <laughs> hey, shirt ass, <laughs> come here. Come, come, come here, un- underwear head. Okay. Hey, 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 shoes. hey, shoes for ears. Come here. Oh my God, take a break. One pair of pants later. Ah, oh, we're back. Jason Bourne's got pants on his hands and shirts on his ass or something uh yes castell um he's on the ground so yeah, he, incapacitated so, and marie is going through his bag and finds oh pictures. yeah that's right yeah, that's right yeah she finds pictures of jason and herself and she freaks the fuck out because it's pictures from inside the embassy She's like, how did they get these i was thinking during the scene, I was like, you know, <laughs> how quaint. Like, now there's pictures of everyone everywhere. Yeah, everyone everywhere. There's yeah. pictures. But like back then, just find a picture of yourself. But yeah, it, it would be like if someone... On the internet would be weird. But no, I mean, of course, now it's like, well, the, we're all on the, you know. But I can see how then... Cause, the only cause... people that had pictures of you were people who took pictures of you, like... You know, like with a. Because these are pictures from like surveillance camera angles. Yeah. She's like, how did he get these? Which what means is going that on? It's more than just someone who had happened to take, happened to catch you in their picture. Yeah. And it isn't like, like something as public as like a bank where the police can just go, hey, give me the surveillance footage. Yeah. It's it's an embassy. You it takes more than just saying, "Hey, I need to see that." Mm-hmm. I need to see your security cameras. Yeah, but this is what makes Marie like she's part of it now. She's in it. Yeah, I mean she she's freaking out. She, like, how did you get these? Who are you? Yeah, and that's you when know? Castell gets up and throws himself out the goddamn window. I love Marie's response for like the next ten minutes. Well, she's like, well, he just. Why, why would why, he do why that? He, he just, but like she's so in shock. And I think any other movie, 
like people get over shit so quickly. Yeah. Like, oh, look what happened. Took a, two seconds later, they're like, fine. But like, she's like still like ten minutes later. I like, mean, he's he's practically carrying her down the stairs. And she pukes. And then they, of oh, course, they, they see, see the landlady. Yeah, the part, the landlady with, with a, a bullet in her head. That's when she pukes. And she's still like in shock. I mean, he's like stuffing her in the car. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because he, he drives her car. This is what he drives now. Yeah. Her splashy wheels. And then... um, And then... Yeah, that's what... And the, then the, the car chase. Yeah. He's like, you take care of your car? Mm. Wait, no, because that's when they stop. Huh? He... he I thought they just got into the car. Or he went to go get somebody. She went to get a drink. Right? Well, yeah. Is, is that Was that after the apartment? That is right. I thought it Cause was. Because that, yeah. that part is right before the car chase. Yeah. So when they yeah. when they leave the... Yeah, when they leave the apartment, they drive off. And there's like that... They went like... I call him like the French butcher. That's what he looked like. He kind of sees the car leave and he looks mm. suspicious, but there's mm. <laughs> there's nothing to it. It's just yeah. a weird, a random shot uh-huh. of a random guy mm-hmm. watching them leave. So yeah, then they drive off. Yeah, and then they do park on a street and then he goes into... I forgot what he went in for. Does he go into like a a bank? No. What does he do? Where does he go? Because he tells her to stay there. He stays. He like stay in the car. Then he comes he, back. She's gone. He he goes somewhere. I don't remember where he was. It's not important. But yeah, he comes back, and they're both sitting in the car. And he's like, "Get out now! Leave now! This is your chance." Mm-hmm. Tell them about me. Tell them everything. Go to the police. Tell them whatever you know. You're still an innocent in this. Yeah. And she's like, mm, "No, no." And then they see cops coming. Yeah. Like, last chance. Mm-hmm. And that's when he's like, you take care of this car, blah, blah, blah. The wheels feel kind of splashy. It's like it pulls to the right. And that's it. Yeah. So then, he takes off. And then this is the... I think this sets a precedent for board movies. This car chase. Because mm. it's, it's a... It's a fun car chase. Not a lot really happens. No, it's not like like they get better in the subsequent movies. At least, well, this one it's there's not like <clears throat> destruction because it isn't like your classic Hollywood car chase. It's not like the f- it almost feels like a more realistic car chase well, in a weird way. Every whenever people talk about car chases, they compare it to the French Connection, which has like the iconic car chase, sure, which I've never seen. I'm just speaking. And so when this came up, people were like, wow, this is like the best car chase we've seen since the French Connection. But we got a car chase in Supremacy with Carl Urban. That's a good one. It's a good one. And because, that one has more destruction. Because that's it. when like the cars kind of have their own personality because they they these cars, both of those cars in the in Supremacy, they survive a lot of shit. Yeah. This one had nothing really to survive. They just eat through I small mean, it was, spaces it was, and this was just getaway. Just get away, yeah. You know. But it's fun. That's when our DVD paused, froze. Yeah, <laughs> on that when he drip, he drifts into that hairpin turn 
And then we see the mini's ass and then freeze. <laughs> and we're like, wait, we can't even stop or turn off the DVD player. No. What the hell? No, I know. It was, I had to literally unplug it. So, yeah, they managed to evade the police in her car. They he, put he the parked car. into like an underground parking yeah, garage. Yeah, and they wipe it clean to fingerprints, clean, clean it out. Oh, and he's like, you can never come back to this car. Yeah, she's like, oh, okay. That's fine. This car was $11. She's still... She's still in shock, I think, after that. <laughs> it still has a little bit of puke in it. Mm, yeah. And they... Maybe some pee. Spend the night in a Paris hotel. That's when he's cuts her hair. He's oh, like, you that's have, right. You have to change how you look. He doesn't have to. She has to change how she looks. So he... Yeah, he never changes his appearance ever. No. They're literally standing in front of a wig shop at one point. I'm like, you could wear one of those blue wigs, Jason. He doesn't. So yeah, he cuts her hair very aggressively, facing her as we stated. Which looks, is such a weird. Looks like shit, but when she wakes up, it looks fine because again, I mean, okay, when it's he, a movie, him cutting her hair face 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 to face 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 face. It, was that purely a cinematic thing? No, it serves wide purpose. It's not even like law. It's it is it because it's not a natural choice to do that that way, right? I don't. You know, you're asking the wrong person. I don't know. Like he's cutting hair, like he's applying her makeup. Maybe he like did that if, too. Now, if he applied her makeup from behind her, I'd be like, be. okay, this is the amnesia talking. <laughs> he clearly doesn't remember how to apply makeup to a woman's face. <laughs> he doesn't know how these things work. No. Uh, yeah, he cuts her hair, makes her diet, like, <clears throat> get rid of the red streaks. Yeah, it's more of a... It's just, like... Dark brown? Dark brown, black, I don't yeah. know. And it's... It, 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 yeah, it looks dark at first because it's wet. And then when yeah. she wakes up in that, that next morning, it's... It's still pretty dark. I mean, darker than it was because sure. all the streaks are gone. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely more even in color. Oh, and they they do they do it too. <laughs> they sure. do it. Yeah, this is where I. I mean, it didn't feel forced? like oh, it's time for the sex scene. No, I didn't think it felt forced. No, because I mean, it felt pretty natural, and they had been in a lot of stuff together. Yeah. and that you know, you know what they say about relationships that start under. What is that from? Speed. Yeah. They never last. Or whatever. Speed. Uh, yeah, it didn't... F- I mean, it felt pretty because, natural. Because even he is at first kind of like... Because mm, she kind of initiates. Yeah. And he's like, oh... Well, it's oh. just that quiet stare down. Again, is it the amnesia? Like, oh, what is that? I liked yeah, apparently that. he doesn't forget how to do that. But I liked that. She should have made a comment in the morning like, you obviously forgot. <laughs> or maybe... He just never, no. Um, but yeah, so now they're kind of like a thing, you know. Now, now, they're, now they're Bonnie and Clyding it. Now they're Bonnie and Clyding it without all the murders. There's some murders. Well, not like. I mean, they're gun toting. But I mean, they're they're leaving. They're leaving a trail of bodies. Hey, Remember they Charlie. Go. I don't know what. That what? Was, that was what was that? Bonnie and talk. <laughs> hey, Charlie. Bonnie and Clyde meet Willy Wonka. <laughs> Hey, Charlie Bucket. <laughs> I don't want to see that movie. Actually, no, I do. I do want to see that movie. 
Bonnie and Clyde in the Great Chocolate Factory. <laughs> just the great dead Oompa is Loompas like everywhere. Is that like a combination of like the Great Glass Elevator, but it's the Great Chocolate Yeah, the great, the great Escape, all of that. Oh, okay. Just a trail of Oompa Loompa bodies all over the place. Um, so meanwhile, Wombosi, you remember him? <laughs> meanwhile. Meanwhile, back at the Wombosi. Meanwhile, at the Legion of Doom. Um, he obsesses over the attempt on his life. He's obsessed with this, like, thing that almost happened to him, but failed or something. Yeah, well, I mean, because the CIA is trying to shut him up. Because... He's like a conspiracy theorist, but he's like, right. Well, I mean, because he's, well, the CIA is trying to shut him up because he's talking, one most he's talking about writing a book where he's naming, Exposing, like, naming agents names. and things. Yeah. yeah. And so they want to, you know, shut him up. Um, Conklin, having anticipated this, plants a body to pose as John Michael Caine in a morgue to appear as the assailant. And then Wombosi and his men go to see this body. He's like, no, no, not him. I mean, Wombosi nice doesn't hold back. He just reaches by and looks. He's like, there's no bullet holes. He hasn't been shot. This is yeah. the not the guy that yeah, I Yeah, like, nice try, Conklin. And Nikki. We didn't mention Nikki. She was trying to... She was helping on this. She's like... She, well, she's the Paris contact for the, for the CIA. If there's one thing about the Bourne movies, you know you know where I stand on the Julia Stiles Nikki stuff. You know what? She's not as... She doesn't... She just doesn't fit in. I don't know what it is. As, no, I, I, I buy it. Okay. Not completely, okay. but I definitely buy it more than Blake Lively being an Air Force pilot. Well, that is just, you don't need amnesia to buy um, that, to don't buy that, to not buy that. And and also, I mean, it's also more believable than Julianne Moore being a klutz in evolution. Okay. Yeah, I'll give you I, those. I buy her being a scientist or whatever the hell she was, but her falling yeah, down Yeah, we, we don't like the, the klutziness. Um, and but yeah, Blake Lively being a pilot. I yep, that's buy. weird too. I could buy her being a doctor, a so scientist. You buy... I would buy her being an astronaut, even maybe. One step too far. I think you maybe. might have. Maybe if I, back if up I can't a... buy her as pilot, back up a bit. Can Can I buy her as space pilot? No, maybe not. <laughs> but yet I can see her in space. How did she get there then? Has she been in space before? I don't think so. I have no idea. Um, I don't know, but I don't know. I don't know what it is about. Is it her youth? It might be. It might be. Is it because because I later find her... out she's like an intern? I mean, what kind of intern job is this? I mean, I make because jokes that my she's... intern job. I was cutting potatoes. I mean, her intern. I mean, I was making jokes last night about her being an intern. Was she an intern? She says she was. Oh, okay. In the next movie, I was an intern. I mean, I don't know what she's. What kind of job she's trying to get? But I mean, she's definitely international relations. No. Well, she liberal arts. Well, yeah, Julia Stiles. Yes, that's what her like English degree, whatever. But, at. but no, I mean, she's she's running the operation in Paris, essentially. Yeah, that's a lot on her shoulders. I was trying to. I was. I wasn't as because I remember the first time we saw this, or mm-hmm. and the subsequent viewings. Mm-hmm. Back then, mm-hmm. I was like, I can't stand her. Yeah, but this. you didn't like Julia Stiles, period. No, I liked her. Oh. I mean, 10 Things, 
I liked her. Oh, I thought you were anti. Well, I mean, I wasn't like, oh, she's the best, but no, I didn't. I know, but I mean. It wasn't until this one, I was like, she's out of her element. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I see. I, I but, don't know that I ever felt that. I didn't. I felt it more in Born Identity than it. In Supremacy, I was like, okay, she's a little better in this one. Because she's not she's, even involved in the second one, really. But she's in, She gets pulled back in. She's in it more. Well, I mean, yeah. She has more screen time. But I mean, so that's probably she's not why doing her job in the second one. I thought that was. I thought a that wolf. was a fucking. I thought it was a wolf. Babadook. Oh, wolf? Okay. <laughs> yeah, or the Babadook. Um, but yeah, so Wombosi's like, no, that's not him. Nice try, guys. Um, he threatens to report. He's got, I'm going to report the CIA's actions to the media. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the professor then, played by Clive Owen, only known as the professor. I don't even mm-hmm. know if we knew that until looking at a cast list. What do you mean? It, do it, they say it? On his little title card when it pops up as, you know. Oh, I guess I didn't read the title card. Or, you know, not the Chiron. The, the, the yeah, his little Chiron. Oh, okay. Clive Owen. I want to say this is one of his early. I don't know if I had seen him before this. I'm going to quick uh, do a little quick. Um, I mean, yeah, he did stuff in the 90s, but again, it's probably all. I've never heard of any of it. Bunch of British stuff. Born Identity is the first thing, you know, I mean, he did Gosford Park in 2001, a year before. Who saw that? Mm, what? What American saw that? But that is our neighbor's dog, by the way. Yeah, if you hear a dog, that's fine. It's you Lily. might not hear it. It's our neighbor's dog, Lily. Is it Lily? It's definitely Lily. Um, but yeah, this is. I don't. Yeah, I definitely hadn't seen him, but then saw him everywhere after for a while. And is then he, he tall? He seems like he would be tall. He seems very long. You know, he's fifty nine years old. He's almost sixty. How old is Matt Damon? He was born in 70, so whatever the math that is. 53? Mm-hmm. He turned 53 in October? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Clive Owen is six years older? He was born in 64. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. yeah, that 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 tracks, because he definitely seems like he's older in this movie, too. Yeah. I mean, again, watching the last night, I'm like, I can't believe that Matt was like 31 when he made this. He seems so young. Younger than me. <laughs> he was 31 when he made this? Well, it came out in 2002. You know, they filmed this in 2001. I don't know. Okay, no, no, I'm just, I'm like, okay. He was 26 in Global Hunting. I know, I'm like, well, again, I'm doing that thing where like, what was I doing when I was 31? What are you doing when you're 26? Not good while hunting. <laughs> no. Uh, when I was 26. Um, what year was I when 26? Oh, 2001. That's when we met. So I, I met was, you when you were good while hunting age. I and I was writing my screenplay at 26. Oh, look at that! You could have. I was writing my good while hunting. You could have been uh-huh. good while hunting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But. Your computer crashed. Thanks to India Ari. And is that Ola- what killed it? I, it was on, I thought it, you had, it was on your Mac. It was on all the Macs. Oh, okay. 
Um, so yeah, the professor assassinates Wombosi on Conklin's order. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sniper. Sniper shot. Shoots him a few times from a great distance. Yeah. Pretty good. And then, I love his rifle, by the way. That is fucking cool. Sure. Like when he field strips it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, uh, I don't understand guns, but okay, sure. Cool. Yeah, take it's your cool. Cool story, bro. <laughs> um, and then Bourne, who's posing as Kane, learns he pretends to be Kane, learns about the failed assassination attempt on Wombosi's yacht, and that the assassin was shot twice in the back during the escape. I liked this scene. Yeah, because when when they get to Wombosi's apartment or his house or whatever. Chris Cooper's there. There's all, well, I mean, there's right? all, no. Is that the scene? No. How does he find out? Who's talking to They get to the newspapers. They're reading the newspaper. Oh. And Marie's like, my French is shit. What does it say? You're better at French. And he's like, Wombosi says that he was on his yacht in, off the coast no, of Marseille. This is talking about what? when he's having flashes of remembering, being, pointing the gun at Wombosi and seeing the kid. Yeah, that's Conklin. That is Conklin. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Because that's what part this oh. link this. Oh, thing. gee, really? Your Wikipedia is sparse in there. Well, the, yeah, it says ultimately realizing that he was responsible for yeah. the attempt. So, yeah. So, Marie and Jason Bourne. Oh, no, Bourne, no, 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 no. It comes later. No, okay. Mm-hmm. Marie and Jason Borner outside of Wombosi's apartment because, because he had gone to, he had, there was like that, um, that maritime, uh, financial, Company that he visited. Yes, the yacht. As as Mr. Kane. Yeah, when I said he was. Which oh. is when they he finds out that he was in the market for a yacht. Mm-hmm. So that's like his cover interested? story. Yep. So he had all the, the owner's paperwork or whatever, the, the write-up of the boats. And Wombosi is one of them. And then that's when he, he remembers the name Wombosi from the news. Mm-hmm. So wait, Wombosi, I have. He's in this paper. He's the owner yeah. of a yacht. Yeah. So then I read the newspaper about Wombosi. Where he had claimed that three weeks ago, a man tried to kill him on his yacht off of Marseille uh-huh. and shot him twice in the back. Yep. Which and is where Jason, Jason Bourne, Bourne was found. This says I'm an assassin. Yeah. Because that was obviously me. Yeah. So they decide to take refuge then at Marie's half-brother's house. Oh, farm. is it her half-brother? That's what this says. I never knew I their never relation. Knew I thought they was like an ex-boyfriend. I thought it was just like a casual like friend well because i mean there was like that weird tension of like oh who this the fuck is this guy now half brother still i was today years old i didn't know they were related at all the french countryside home of amon yeah and his children his wife is traveling for work or something she's out or he's a single dad no he said no she's She's out for work. He he says oh, where she was. Oh, that he's like, thank God. Okay, so yeah, he's crutchety, crutchety. Anyway, <laughs> he's crutchety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, this guy shows up. Yeah, yeah, because they break into his house. Yeah, and then because she's like, he won't be home. It's Christmas, and they're like, oh shit, looks. And like I guess actually that here. used to be like his like summer house, but there's Christmas stuff. But up. now I guess he lives there full time. Um, so they stay there and he's like, what? And she's like, mm, can we just like crash here for the night? Uh, that's fine. Uh, not in France or countryside back in Paris. That's where our treadstone is, right? Is that? 
No, Treadstone's in D.C. No, I mean like where Chris Cooper is and stuff. Chris Cooper's in D.C. He gets on a jet to oh, fly to Paris. Oh, he does get on a jet. Okay. Because he's like, meet me on that on the bridge in Pont Neuf. Under pressure from Abbott. Brian Cox. I wasn't supposed to have a pressure. Oh, my God. Under pressure from Abbott to handle the matter. Because he keeps fucking things up. Conklin tracks Bourne's location and sends the professor to kill him. Location being the French countryside the, farmhouse. The way they do that is I, like that feels like how the government or any like high level like law enforcement would work where they have mapped every phone call that like Marie ever made. Mm-hmm. And they check it over and over again and like look for any kind of repeating contact yeah you know it's like scary time decay basically like you know they like the, what what was most recent you yeah. know he she called this number two weeks ago yeah and then she called it 16 hours ago or whatever yeah so like that's got to be the place and, i mean they could do that easily now but to do, i mean they're doing it like analog then, almost but back then that's what makes it scary you know? like that wasn't a common thing to be able to do now you're like oh i can see on instagram that you're in fucking- like i mean now they would just be like <laughs> Give me all the, the cell towers and, you know, here's the numbers to look for the pings. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's got a GPS you in know. her pocket. Like, we can track her very easily. Um, But, yeah, they send the professor. And I love that scene, too, where Jason knows. He's like, you need to get in the basement right now. Well, yeah. Yeah, because, like, he knows it's that the next some... morning. Yeah. It, well, like, that night dog. he's standing... And that, that night he's standing in the kids' room, which is fucking creepy. Yeah, I mean, she's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "I can't let anything happen to these kids." Yeah, she's like, "Nothing's gonna happen. You know, leave them alone. You're creepy. Get out of yeah. here." Oh, then, no. yeah, the next morning, they're getting ready to leave, and he, even Amon's like, "Oh, you weren't kidding." One night. Yeah. And then the kids are out playing, and then they come in, and like, "Daddy, the dog, the dog is gone, or whatever." It's like, does that happen often? And he's like, "No, you know, dogs or whatever." And, and Amon's like, "No, but," and he goes. Get in the basement. You're in danger. Yeah. Like, he just fucking knows. The one thing that's maybe out of order, Jason Bourne's like, this is it. Get out. Get, yeah. Hide. And, I mean, Eamon's like, what the fuck is going on? You know, he's crotchety, and now he's just pissed crotchety. Well, he's mad at Marie, and, she's, and Jason Bourne's like, no, it's, it's not hurts me. me. Yeah. But they get in the basement, um, and Jason finds a, a gun. He finds in a desk drawer a shotgun shell, and then a box of shells. Meaning, oh, there's a gun in this house somewhere. And he yeah. and instinctively he knows where the gun would be hidden. Yeah. Because even in that diner, he's like, I can, you know, he knows. He's like, why do I know all the numbers of the six cars? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. And I can tell you the best place to find a gun is in the cab of that gray truck. Yeah. So this is like just intense training. He's that just been Spidey in, sense. I know where burned the, into his brain. I know where the guns are. So, I mean, he now knows where to look for a fucking shotgun. And he finds it. Yeah. On top of like a wardrobe the hutch yeah so he goes out into like the the field and we have like like a a cat and mouse he, well he he blows on. up like a propane tanker yeah pro, a propane tank i love whatever. the reflection in the professor's glasses so i mean i think i mean he blows it up which i think serves two purposes a a distraction and b like cover because it creates all mm-hmm. the smoke and fire and the birds and yeah so then He's trying to... So, yeah, Jason's whole objective is to find the guy who's hunting him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And 
And he finds them. And a lot of it is kind of just, it's either just pure, you know, instinct, or it is just by chance that they happen to be walking towards each other. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But yeah, Jason. Because if, if Jason Bourne went to the other side of the farmhouse, never would have found him. Yeah. But he, the one way he goes. And then, well, the professor fucks up, kind of, because he kind of sees Jason Bourne running through the trees and shoots at him mm. a few times. So now Jason Bourne knows. It's coming from over there. definitely a guy out there hunting for yeah. him. And Jason ends up seeing him, and he shoots, and he gets him. He, yeah, they're running through like a wheat field, like a, yeah. a grassy field. Yeah. Dry, grassy field. Pegs him once, knocks him down, hits him in the arm, and then hits him again in the other arm. And then rushes him. He's like, where's the weapon? Yeah. And poor Clive. Oh, I know. He's like, he's like no. He's like, look at this. He's like, I'm like, he's been shot. He's bleeding all over the place. And he reveals, like, we're the same. He's like, we were in Treadstone. We both were Treadstone. Yeah. He's, like, Do you still get I the headaches? Knew. Do you get the headaches? He's like, yeah. I hate that. I hate yeah, the headaches. Yeah, and this is the first time Jason Bourne hears the word Treadstone. He's like, what is that? Yeah. Is that here in but Paris? But of course... You shot him, you're not going to get any more information yeah. out of him. The professor dies. I was very sad. I was sad the first time we saw it, too. I was like, oh, no. Those were when, answers when that we Jason see was looking for. The, the operatives getting their pages. The professor's at home, right? Like the dark mark appearing on their arm. Was mm. he like at home eating breakfast? No, that's that guy at that's the That's the other guy. Man yeah. Home. That's Mannheim. Yeah, okay. the guy who... Because Cast- Castell gets it while he's riding his scooter. Weren't you? Oh, does the professor get it when he's, like, teaching class? Is he teaching class? I don't know. Wasn't he, like, in... I don't he... know. I mean, we see him looking at his phone a couple of times, but... I'm trying to think of the first time he gets that, that first page of, you know, arm, standby for transport, or whatever the hell it was. Mm. That text happened so fast, I couldn't read it fast enough. So yeah, the professor is mortally wounded. Reveals their shared connect- connection to Treadstone before dying. Um, Jason sends Marie, Amon, and the children away for their protection. You gotta get out of here. Well, I think Amon is just going no matter what. Oh yeah, he's like, Marie, two seconds. I was getting like stressed because I'm like, Amon is so mad right now. And it's funny because really, now they're the safest because... <laughs> he got him. Because now no one else is coming for... The yeah. farmhouse. Um, and then um, Jason contacts Conklin. Yeah, because he gets uh, the, professor's the professor's phone. His little phone. And they agree to meet alone in Paris. So when Bourne sees Conklin is not alone, he abandons their meeting, but manages to track a place, uh, wow, huh? place a tracking device on Conklin's car, Leading Bourne to Treadstone's safe house <laughs> you, in Paris. You were going to say, track a placing device. Yep, track a placing device. <laughs> um, Bourne breaks in to the, the safe house. That was a great... Kicks the shit out of Conklin. Well, I like when... Because, yeah, they're at the Paris... It's a Paris safe house, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Nikki's in the process of, like, clearing it out. Like, yes. they're packing up. They're getting ready to leave. Yeah. And, then and she's seeing all the sensors going off. She's, she's that's like, not what? right. This is this window. Yeah. And then the power goes out. She's going haywire. And then like, shit, it's Jason Bourne. He's here. Yeah, it's Jason. It's Bourne, isn't it? Nikki Parsons, logistics technician. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm struggling. She's a logistics 
technician. I'm not saying she couldn't. She's good at management. She's what what okay. what she yeah, is is yeah. she's yeah. Okay. She she's good at delegating tasks. She could have. She she, she would be a great office manager. She probably regrets her internship at this point. Like, she's like I could have gone and worked for that shipping company. She's like, they lured me. That could have been union. Because she's lo- yeah, she's located in Paris. They lured her into Paris. Like, look at this great internship in Paris. We'll set you up with an apartment. Nice one. Some nice clothes. Hey, Lindsay Sterling is touring in Paris. She can go see that. That was super not, random. Not in 93. No, when is this? When is this thing? When? 2003? Oh, my God. <laughs> Dementia. This came out in 2002. 2002, yeah. Nah, not in 93. Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) So then that's when, so after some fighting, Conklin reveals to Bourne his association with Treadstone and makes him remember his past. That's when he, when Jason suddenly sees the flashes of the assassination attempt on Homeboy. Well, it's weird because, yeah, Conklin, because this whole time Conklin thinks that Jason Bourne had failed his mission the first time. So he's trying to complete it. And he's kind of just working his pro- the way he's been programmed. Like he, He's like, he'll come back. They always do. Mm-hmm. He's getting his mission done. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like self-correcting. Yeah. He So when Jason Bourne tells him he doesn't remember anything, he doesn't believe him. Yeah. But then he, almost like a, like a, like a comic book villain, he lays out, like, mm-hmm. he he mo- he he, he monologues, monologues a yeah. dialogue. Yeah. So under order, the so he remembers in what he's told under orders from Treadstone, Bourne infiltrated Wombosi's yacht as John Michael Kane and managed to get close enough to assassinate him. However, he was unable to find the nerve to kill Wombosi while his children were present. That little girl. I. Yeah, and, I like when because yeah. So yeah, Conklin tells him that the only believable way for Wombosi to get killed would be as if were his one of his own entourage did it. Mm. So like so John Michael Kane on the boat doesn't exist. Yeah. His his job was to kill him secretly and then get out. His job is to be invisible. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I like when he has the gun on Wombosi's head and we look in his lap and there's a girl Kind of who went, had been curled up in his lap. Little girl, yeah. His looks daughter. up at him. And Wombosi's looking up at, at yeah. Jason Bourne. Mm-hmm. I mean, he knows he's dead. Yeah. But instead, Jason flees. Then yeah, he's he, shot during his escape. He and that's has like he a kind of a mental his... freak out. Yeah. Because it isn't just simply turning around and walking away. He's like, blah. Yeah. And it's all a big blur. Obviously, then yeah. when you, that's when he loses his memory after he yeah. gets shot. Sure. Some somehow in between there, like, up, like yeah. in the in the frantic like camera work, we hear the gunshots and we see him in the water. And yeah, then, and then which is how we. That's saw our him. beginning of our movie. Yeah. So then, Bourne announces he's resigning from Treadstone, and warns Conklin not to follow him. And as agents descend on the safe house. Bourne fights his way through, just fight, just mutilates everyone. Not mutilates, but you know. Yeah, because he's about to leave, and then he sees that one back door slowly like unlock, mm-hmm. or the latch slowly moving. 
Yeah. And that guy who looks like he rem- he always reminds me of the oh, oh my god, <laughs> the guy from the mummy, the guy from the mummy. And then when Jason falls on that guy down, like on purpose, because at first he just kind of he 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 doesn't kill that dude at first. He just he he disables him or does it he disarms mm-hmm. him mm-hmm. and renders him kind of just useless but then that guy coming up the stairs shoots him so now that guy's dead but he knows he, but then there's other guys coming up he can hear it so then he kicks the dude through the railing mm. down the stairwell and rides him down like the <laughs> fattest magic carpet oh my god and, <laughs> like the worst magic carpet and they he survives the fall. The other guy doesn't. He's already dead. Oh, yeah, already that's dead. right. Duh. But, I mean, he uses that dead guy as a cushion. Yeah. And then um, when Conklin leaves the safe house, he encounters Mannheim, the third assassin. The, yeah, the third operative. Who uh, hasn't been tasked to kill Jason Bourne. Well, no, he's been tasked to kill Conklin by Abbott. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And he shoots him. Because when we we do see Mannheim getting ready, like, like we see him getting his his mm-hmm. his his text. Yeah. Then we see him in the car, and we see a guy stumbling down the street. Yeah. And I remember, I do remember thinking, oh, that's Jason Bourne. Nope. Nope, it's Conklin. Yep. <sighs> and he shoots Conklin like six times. A couple, yeah, like shoots more him than while he's standing like three times. No mercy. Like once in the chest, twice in the head, and then like, wow. Conklin's body's on the ground, and he shoots him two more times in the head. Well, because he knows that you just don't, yeah. you don't just walk away after one. Abbott then shuts down Treadstone. I like, I like when as soon as Conklin's dead, it cuts to Danny Zorn going, "It's done," and Abbott goes, "Shut it down." And Danny Zorn just is just turning dark. everything off. Yep, lights off. Mm-hmm. They're out. Then Abbott reports to an oversight committee that Treadstone is decommissioned before discussion turns to a new project codenamed Blackbriar. Yeah, I mean, so ba- what it it's is like, ah, is... Treadstone. Okay, it's, here's the new thing. Let's... It's the it's the bureaucratic side of all these like covert operations. Mm-hmm. Like Treadstone was presented as like a as like a training, a gaming program. Mm-hmm. Where, I mean, it, and his cover is that, oh, it just became, it wasn't worth it. It was too expensive. We shut that program down. Here's a new one. You're a thirty million dollar weapon. Here's another. Here's weapon. another, you know, covert assassin program. Where we're gonna, we need yeah. funding for that. We're gonna, you know, label as something else. Yeah. And then cut to um, Greece, Mykonos. Mm-hmm. Right. We see Marie and her little scooter renting business with her hair grown out and then little tiny braids. Yeah, because yeah, when when. Jason Bourne sends her away. He's he like, gives her the bag full of money. He's like, I just took 30 for myself. The rest is yours. Yeah. So we don't know how much fucking money was in there. No. It was a lot. Enough to start a new life. Yeah. Yeah. And I like when he's like, don't go anywhere new. Don't. No friends. No friends. No, nothing, nothing. familiar. Yeah. Yeah. So she goes to. to Gre- That's a. Is it easy to start over back in the early 2000s? Because you can't do that now. Everywhere you go, sure it would be it like, everywhere you go, it would be like, do you have ID? 
I'm sure it was a lot easier then. In Europe, you know, it's like, all. wait, you're on Interpol. How are you? I can't let you live here and open a business it's here. It's all Europe, though. It's easier. You're, you're a global wanted fugitive. <laughs> um, and who ends up at her little scooter shop? But someone named uh, Jason Bourne. Can I rent a scooter? Yeah. Is this your shop? Yeah. yeah. Let's think about renting a scooter. And she recognizes the Matt Damon voice. Mm-hmm. She turns around. And she's like, do you have ID? Not really. Not really. I love it. I, I liked <laughs> that she was using the bank bag as a planter. Yes. I never noticed no, that until I, last night. I didn't even night. notice until you pl- pointed it out. Until I planted it out? P- planted it out. I was like, <gasps> I never noticed that either. But that's not the same bag that Adam Savage has. What one does he have? Did you check? The prop bag with all the money in it? Yeah, he does. All the stuff that Jason... I don't, I don't think he has the bag that had all the flowers in it. No. <laughs> no. He's got the whatever Jason dumped out onto his desk. He's got the hero bag, yeah. Yeah. And they reunite. And then we get... Don't do that. Your Mission Impossible theme song, no. <laughs> Cue Moby. So... um. There were initial concerns regarding the film's possible. Mm-hmm. Wow. What? Obsolescence. Abs- obsolescence? Yep. Mm-hmm. Being obsolete mm-hmm. and overall reception in the aftermath of the September 11th attacks, which had happened just a few months before this. Um, as a result, producer Frank Marshall reshot a new ending in which Abbott offers to recruit Bourne back to the CIA and abandons the agency's pursuit of him even after he declines. The ending was not included in the theatrical cut because it was deemed too different from the rest of the film. Suddenly, yeah, suddenly Brian Cox is like the good guy. Yeah. Which, I mean, even in this ending, he comes out looking a lot better than Conklin. Yeah. Him and Danny are like, oh, no, we're, we're, I mean, we're done. We're done with that. We didn't kill anyone. Um, well, we kind of killed Conklin, but... I do like that... I mean, in this movie, Abbott is simply like a like an administrator who's kind of like under the gun now. He's kind of under pressure from the higher-ups mm-hmm. and this fucking Conklin who seems to have screwed everything up. Yeah. But we do get a hint of what happens in Supremacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Supremacy. Because, yeah. I mean, we know now in Supremacy that both Abbott and Conklin were kind of crooked. Mm, kind of. But we only got the smallest hint of that in this one when Conklin goes, this is bad for both of us. Yeah. yeah. We don't know why. We don't know what that means. Yeah. Other than, other than just simply being the biggest snafu ever. Mm-hmm. But it actually was more than that. Yeah. So, which is kind of cool. Which I I guess, I mean, I never read the books. No. So. They're very different. I mean, like they're I've really never, the I've same. I've never in, read any Lullum. They're really only the same in title. Oh, really? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know if, if Supremacy was, what happens in Supremacy was, was, planned in this one too you know yeah i don't know so doug lyman approached a wide range of actors for the role of born 
including Brad Pitt. Oh. Uh, Brad Pitt, who turned it down to star in Spy Game. Mm, probably regrets that. Spy Game? Isn't Redford in that? Isn't it Pitt and Redford? It was like a big deal. That's not, I, yeah, it's um, vaguely familiar. Russell Crowe, Arnold Schwarzenegger. What? Arnold Schwarzenegger. You Can mean, you imagine? You mean f- former governor of California, Arnold the go- Schwarzenegger? The governor. Uh, Tom Cruise and Sylvester Stallone. Stallone? So, yeah. Those, yeah. They, those guys are all too old. Weird though, right? I mean, the only one who's not too old would be like, Pitt and Cruz, really. And even Cruz is a little bit old, but... Not really. Look but not Cruz. then. No, and not now, apparently. Oh, well, yeah. But He's like 30 now. Yeah. Um, maybe What? Kind of... <laughs> He's 30 pro- now? <laughs> well, <laughs> it's a joke because he doesn't age. <laughs> <sighs> no, he's fucking 60. Something. 60. Is he 60 now? I believe he is. Was he born in 62? Yeah, I don't know. Why would uh, I know? Um, so he eventually cast Damon, obviously, uh, after realizing that he was the best one for this. Um, he found that Damon understood and appreciated that, uh, though the Bourne identity would have its share of action, the focus was primarily on character and plot. Damon understands that. He's an English major. Uh, Damon, who had never played such a physically demanding role, insisted on performing many of the stunts himself. With stunt choreographer Nick Powell, he underwent three months of extensive training in stunt work, the use of weapons, boxing, and the Filipino martial art Escrima? Sure. Um, which is where you basically wear your opponent out. You they make them do more than you. That's how the martial art that's the how that one works, I read. Mm. I've, so you're purposely I don't know that. trying to yeah, make yeah, them yeah. work harder so they wear out faster and then you get the upper hand. And mm-hmm. uh, he did that with Pen Boy and Conklin <laughs> and whatever. Okay. So he eventually performed a significant number of the film's stunts himself, including hand-to-hand combat and climbing the safe house walls near the film's conclusion. So yeah, it was him climbing. But was he hanging off a balcony? In Par- in Zurich or wherever the hell he was. Oh, the fire escape? <laughs> yeah. The embassy, uh, outside of the embassy. Yeah, the snow. Poof, drops the bag. Lyman had initially intended to cast Sarah Polly in the role of Marie, but she declined. Sarah Polly. Um, I can see that. I mean. What, like a year later she'd be doing Dawn of the Dead? Scary ass movie. And of I course, can, I can becomes see a, a highly regarded filmmaker now. But Sarah Polly, interesting. I can't imagine anyone but like a German girl. But I can also see like, yeah, I was going to say I can see like Famke Janssen. Too old. She's wow. In, well, I mean, I'm thinking wow. her in Rounders with Matt Damon. And she always she seemed too old for him there. Oh, she's just too tall. She is tall. Um. But so Franca Potente was cast instead, and the role was rewritten from a Canadian economist to a German drifter. So Sarah Polly would have played a Canadian. Stuck in like Zurich? Must maybe? be, yeah. Eh, not the same. Mm. A peculiar. Mm. Nope, let's try that again. A particular mm. point of contention. Wow, way different word. <laughs> with regard to the original. original Gilroy script is getting what? late. What is happening? Um, 
So scene scene set in the farmhouse near the film's conclusion. Hmm? I don't even know what we're talking about. Wait. There was some contention with the farmhouse scenes okay. and what was going to be okay. filmed. Okay. Lyman and Matt Damon fought to keep the scenes in the film after they were huh? excised. Cut. Cut. Why don't you just use the word cut? They fought to keep the scenes in the film after they were cut in a third act rewrite that was insisted upon by the studio. What did the studio want? Lyman and Damon argued that though the scenes were low key, mm-hmm. like there's not enough action. Mm-hmm. That's what the studio's like. What is this drop down? They're integral to the audience's understanding of the Bourne character and the film's central themes. The farmhouse sequence consequently went through many rewrites from its original incarnation before its con- inclusion in the final product. I'm guessing the studio wanted to cut out him standing in the kid's bedroom. Probably. Where he's having like this crisis. They're like, we don't need to see Marie talk to Amon doing dishes. We don't need to see this boring shit. And there isn't much, really. I mean. I love the farmhouse scene. Because it goes from them running into Amon to Jason Bourne outside with the kids on that janky ass swing set. He's like, whoa, careful there. And then it's (laughs) that night and they're going to bed. And then she wakes up in the middle of the night. I'll sleep on the floor. And then he's standing in the kid's bedroom for whatever reason. Yeah. So uh, Damon described the production as a struggle, citing the early conflicts that he and Lyman had with the studio, uh, but denied that it was an overly difficult process, stating, stating, when I hear people saying the production was a nightmare, it's like a nightmare. Shooting's always hard, but we finished. I mean, as long as him and the director, they were on the always same on the same side. side. Um, I can understand why Doug Lyman's like, "Well, I'm out for the rest. I'm not going to mm-hmm. do." Um, it seemed like Greengrass had an easier time with the studio, but I mean, the studios always—they always try to fuck things, fuck up. everything up. Yeah, they don't know what's going on. Um, we mentioned the red bag that. Jason uses is now owned by Adam Savage of Mythbusters and contains all the props that Jason pours onto the desk in his house in Paris. So it's got cash and passports. And a gun. No, he didn't take the gun. But yeah. He, I he don't, took the cannoli. Does it have uh, the contacts? Contact lens cases in there. Okay. I thought Podcat saw a ghost, but nope. <laughs> he was like, oh. I'm itchy. So, um, the score for the Born Identity was com- Born Identity was composed by John Powell. Who? John Powell. Huh? You know John Powell. Know John How to Train Your Dragon. Solo, a Star Wars story. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Powell was brought in to replace Carter Burwell of Carter Twi- Burwell of Twilight fame. <laughs> Not really of no. Coen Brothers fame, more likely. Uh, he composed and recorded a more traditional orchestral score for the film, um, which Doug Lyman rejected. He's like, no, doesn't fit. Since a lot of the music budget had been spent recording the rejected score, Powell's score was initially conceived to be entirely non-orchestral, making extensive use of percussion, guitars, electronics, and studio techniques. I don't know if you noticed, but the score sounds way different than other things were sounding in 2002. So basically, John Powell was like... They're like, here's a bucket. What can you do? 
Let's find some club DJ and we'll make some music. We can give you $5. We'll get you this drum and bass duo and, and a keyboard. Yeah, so he did. And here, take some, take, take garage band. What's garage band? Oh, yeah. What? Was it around in 2001? Sure. Garage band? Sure. Let's say it was. So a string section was later overdubbed onto some of the cues to give it a more cinematic quality. But for the most part, it's it's pretty industrial, mm-hmm. which is um, an interesting uh, take. I love John Paul. His solo score and his How to Train Your Dragon score are like one of my favorites. Two of my favorites. Okay. Anyway. Cool. In addition to the score, the film also featured the songs Extreme Ways by Moby and Ready, Steady, Go by Paul Oakenfeld. Oakenfold. Oakenfold. I always thought it was Oakenfield, but it's Oakenfold. What is he from? Um, You know. He's not just a producer oh, and okay. like a DJ. Uh, U2, Britney Spears, Massive okay, Attack, no, The Cure. Not the guy I'm thinking of. Um, so yeah, Extreme Ways, Moby's Extreme Ways, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that kind of becomes like the Jason Bourne Oh, that is trademark. You cannot sound. hear, if you heard that in a club, you'd be like, we're we watching Bourne Identity like, shit, now? are we all gonna die? Are we all gonna die? Uh, yeah, that is 100% the Jason Bourne theme now. Half, I mean, it ends at least the first two. I don't remember Ultimatum. If but it doesn't show up in the other movies, I would be so mad. You know, it has to end. Ultimatum, for a while, was the ending of the trilogy. It has got to end with that. And then there's the one that doesn't have any Jason Bourne in it. And then there's the one that's just called Jason Bourne. It's so weird. It came out in 2017. Jason Bourne? Yeah. 2016, I thought. Oh, okay, maybe. Either um, way. Either way. came out way too late you, for the rest of the So what do you think? We enjoyed this. What do you think critics thought? What do you think those tomatoes were? How 81. Do you like, what? 81? 84. Oh, okay. Yeah. I I would have guessed that they were generally positive. Yeah. Roger Ebert of the Chicago Sun-Times. Are you drunk? No. <gasps> He gave the film three out of four stars, praised it for its ability to absorb the viewer in its spy craft. Was he like, I sure wish Lola ran in this movie, though. She doesn't, she doesn't do any running. She throws up a little she bit. She ran like once. <laughs> puke, Lola, puke. Yeah. He found Damon's ability to be focused and sincere. What? He found Damon... What? <sighs> Did he find Damon to be focused and sincere? Yeah. Okay. Great. It's a weird quote in the middle of a sentence. All and right. I'm like, how is this flowing? Um, and then this is a weird like backhanded compliment, but Ebert's good at that shit. Uh-huh, uh-huh. The film was unnecessary, but not unskilled. What does that mean? Oh, you know what? Hey, Ebert. You know what? Every movie is Every unnecessary. Every movie is unnecessary. <laughs> We don't need Citizen Kane to exist. <laughs> and yet it does. But and people seem to like it. Not unskilled. I don't know. This is a weird, but that's okay. Um, the budget for this movie was $60 million. That's like saying, hey, that 
tightrope walker was unnecessary, but not unskilled. He didn't need to do that, but he was good at it. No, they don't need to. Fucking, I don't know. I, 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 really, I really dislike Roger Ebert. A lot. Or not a lot. Often. Okay. So the budget was $60 million. How much money do you think the Born Identity made? That seems unnecessary, but not unskilled. <laughs> um, I don't know. Two hundred million dollars. Two fourteen. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, you might as well just fucking mic up yourself drinking. I'm gonna cut it out. You cut it out. <laughs> this movie did, uh, I think, pretty well. I don't know if people were like, "Wow." This- it's doing better. It did better than we thought, or if they're like, we thought this would make half a billion. I don't know what people thought. No, to me, I don't that think. Is, I don't think they were expecting much with, you know, Matt because, Damon in an action movie. I don't think Matt Damon was would have been considered a big draw. Not in that for that genre. More so out of like curiosity, because they're like, all like, oh, I remember him from Rounders and. Uh, I saw that horse movie. And wasn't he that wasn't he gay in that one movie? Ugh. The what? critics in 1999 can suck it when it comes to talented Mr. Ripley. <laughs> They're like, hey, Mr. Ripley sucked it. <sighs> so mad. <laughs> and now they're all like, it's one of the best movies ever made. I'm like, fuck you, you didn't say that in 99. Hey, anyway. Hey, okay, anyways. Um this movie had a bunch of taglines, and they're all horrible except for one. The one... You know what? For this kind of movie, I would bet they're stupid. Because you know what word they're using, born, uh-huh, and they're uh-huh. using it in every way they can. Uh-huh. Some are just flat out boring as fuck. Okay. Like, Matt Damon is Jason Bourne. That's not, again, that's not a tagline. It's not. You don't bring real world things into your tagline. Here we go. Danger is born. Okay. I I don't hate it. Born to survive. Dumb. Born to be wild. On June 14th, <laughs> danger is born. Okay, they just added a date to the okay. same thing. Don't timestamp your tagline. This one. Who am I? Okay. It's just who am I? That's that guy that um that. Um, who was that, that one weird, like, I think he was a vice presidential candidate. He's like, who am I? What am I doing? Um, it was Admiral, what's his name? Admiral Stockdale, your opening statement, please, sir. Who am I? Why am I here? I don't know, dude. I don't know. <laughs> he, I think he was around the time of, like, Ross Perot. They should have... The Born Identity poster, Matt Damon's face, who am I? And then the bottom says 24601. Who was Ross? Was he Ross Perot's running mate? Can you not appreciate the joke I made? I didn't hear it. You know our listeners are laughing their asses off and going, she's a genius. What did you say? (laughs) Who am I? (laughs) 24601. Come on, Les Mis. Who am I? Kira knows. Oh yeah, Admiral Stockdale. All right. Well, there we go. And and the the, the first three words of 
all the quotes I see from him, who am I? Okay, well, he's not Jason Bourne. All right, and then we have, because there's two more. One, like they're using the word, they're playing on the last name, on the name again, but mm-hmm. it makes a little bit more sense. He never asked to be born. I don't. I it's don't, not as bad as the other ones. Because. Because it makes more sense. Yeah, but this But I don't also, like the play on the words. I don't like the play. Yeah, because that's, you would see that on like a pro-life billboard. Oh. <laughs> or whatever. Gross. Yeah. All right. And then, of course, the one that actually I think is the main one that's on the poster. It's on Letterboxd. He was the perfect weapon until he became the target. Yeah, I like it. Use it. Fucking stamp it. Okay. The other shit, go away. I don't like it. I'm okay with Danger is Born. I don't like it. Um, Because I just don't don't like using that. I mean. But now are they, is Danger is Born, is it B-O-R-N or is it Danger is Born? No, it's B-O-U-R-N-E. B-O-U-R-N-E. That one's okay. But yeah, the last one is I like that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, good movie. Still, as as I I don't like saying that it feels dated. That's because that's usually not in a good way. But as dated as it as it felt, it still holds up. You I know think, what? It really well. I think there's gonna be a time where this movie. Um, is dated enough to where we see movies like 2001 mm-hmm. or whatever, right? We see like the the high end technology they had mm-hmm. then, and like oh look how quaint, but it's you know look how cool they did it. Look Eventually, this movie will be like that. Look at this quaint little know? action movie. Because there's gonna be a time where no one. Alive remembers a flip phone. Wow. And they'll uh-huh. see it. And they'll be like, okay, that's... Like, oh, look at that cute little thing. Look how old-timey that is. Us, we're like, hey, I had that phone. Yeah, like, oh, shit. Yeah. It's a piece of shit. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, it's it's a good action movie for people who don't like action movies. So I'm no, not, I, mean, I'm not, I, I don't... I, th- I think if you don't like action movies, I don't think you're going to like this one either. I know I don't, and I'm th- I'm thinking of like the Stallones and the. Those the, are so different though than like this kind of movie. Well, yeah. So yeah, I'm like, are those also would would all of these be in the same together, category? Yeah. They usually lumped together in action. This you could say more of an action thriller. It's more yeah. It's definitely more cloak and daggery because though it's definitely more. There's definitely more finesse in this movie as far as like storytelling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Versus like a Charles Bronson or, you know, a Clint Eastwood movie or whatever, you know. Yeah. It just, I mean, it, I think it really changed, you know, it made, it was, you know, people call it. It was the, a more intelligent level of. Yeah. They're calling it like it's a smart action movie, which, yeah. you know. It's kind of shitty for the ones that they don't consider to be Because even if you look at, like, James Bond movies, for the most part, all especially all the classic James Bond movies, those are very almost tongue-in-cheekish. Yeah. Well, then you see, like, the Pierce Brosnan ones. And I think, you know, 
those were those was, ended the same year this came out right 2002 mm, sure and i think they're like what are we doing and then they saw the board identity and they're like okay we need to switch gears and then we got casino royale which is more akin to the board identity yeah i think they took a page out of they're like oh we gotta step it up and we gotta make we can't be cheesy pierce brosnan bond anymore we have to make this smarter back to basics we don't want you know so i think the you know the daniel craig bonds have a lot to thank the jason bournes for i don't think we would have and i and i, I think jason bourne really has to thank the tom cruise mission impossibles <sighs> yeah as, as far yeah. as like the yeah like because the 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 cruise mission impossibles if if nothing else, they are clever. Well, some people would argue that they were trying to be too smart and they're impossible to follow. Sure, but they were also clever, though. Yeah. Yeah, they were a different kind of action. Eleva- elevated action. Oh. Yeah. But yeah, it's. Um, I enjoy the Bourne movies. We do not own the Ultimatum one. We maybe, maybe um, should. I, I know we rented it. I don't remember it. Um, oh, I don't need okay. But um, I mean, it is what it is. The one where Brian Cox admits everything on mm-hmm. Jason Bourne has a recording of of Brian Cox admitting everything. Uh-huh. That's the second one, right? <sighs> I don't even know. I don't know. I don't remember. Isn't the second one where kind of like Brian Cox is sort of like he's he's getting in the weeds with all of the cover ups and everything? Mm. Like he has to kill Danny Zor and he has to, and then. I mean, the fact that you remember which means it probably was from the second right. one. Because Joan Allen is like angry that Abbott seems to be hiding something and he won't yeah. say what it is. And then she. And then. It's Bourne who gives her everything on Abbott. I mean, right? really the only things that stood out from Supremacy. I love Supremacy. Supremacy I remember at the time is, I liked it better than Identity. Supremacy is but Marie I remember gets killed. Marie, he's mad. And the then he chase, goes to Russia to yeah. meet the girl of the parents he killed. Yeah. And who the, the, chase, whole, the whole Carl time Urban. was, the story was that it was a murder-suicide but it was yeah. And so she was disgraced because her yes. dad was. But yeah. turns Those out are he, they the were things, both murdered. Those and, are the things I remember from Supremacy. Okay. All the con- or the Abbott stuff, I don't remember. But that's okay. Because um, the Abbott stuff is um, when Danny Zorn takes him down to look at that power box. And he's look, whoever did the, had Jason Bourne's fingerprint on it. Yeah, yeah. But remember... Why would he do this? Danny Zorn does do die all in the second one. And then Abbott stabs him. Yeah. And leaves oh, him down there. Gabriel Man. Yeah. And Nikki. She doesn't die. No. She's, she probably should have, but. Well. I mean, I, I, I love Julia Sauer. I mean, I love Nikki, Nikki Parsons, Parsons. But uh, she should have died. Did you just. <laughs> when you listen to this and edit No, I, mean, I leave all my stammers in. Okay. Should we pick for next week? Yes, please. I'm looking for my super suit. Unless there's anything else you want to say about Borderland Denny, it's a good movie. Go watch it. It's not did streaming you, anywhere. Did we have, have we done super suit? 
Yes, Incredibles. We've done it. Okay. Uh, one seventy-eight. Hey Google, pick a number from one to one hundred seventy-eight. Seventy-eight. All right. All pirate, right. Pirate fairy. Nope. What letter? Is it M? L. L. Little men, since we've done little women. Um, not men, but boys. Lost boys? The Lost Boys. You've never seen it. Um, I, I talked about it with, with Kira and I. Yeah, I know, and she said I, you've never seen it. I may have seen it, but I definitely don't remember it. Um, this I was... I don't think I've no. seen it. This was a... And we... Kel, my friend Kelly and I rented this, mm. like in middle school, mm. too young. Sure. Um, because she liked Kiefer Sutherland, I think something. Um, uh, Corey Haim, she liked. She liked. The first thing I saw with Kiefer was Flatliners. Wow, that was two years after this. Was Julia Roberts in Flatliners? She was right. Yeah. Okay, that's where they kill themselves and try to like yeah resuscitate themselves because yeah. they want to. Yeah. Get a glimpse of like the... Yeah. I don't know. But yeah. So I don't remember most of this movie. Are they vampires? Yeah. Jason Patrick. Are they actual vampires? Uh, We'll find out. Or are they just vampy like goth kids? We'll find out. We'll find out. No, really. Are they actual vampires? I have no idea. Are they vampires? Oh, okay. Yeah, they are. I mean, they're they're actually... They're not... They drink blood. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Okay. Jason Patrick. There's like one guy in there I don't know who he is. He's like an unknown. Wow. Poor guy. Is Feldman in it or just Haim? I don't know if both Corys are in it. Um, Wasn't you know? there like the first movie with both Corys? No, I don't Was know. there like a, isn't there a, a, a thing? License to drive. What? Remember License to Drive? No. Oh, my God. I thought everyone saw that. Well, License to Drive. Dream a Little Dream. License to Drive. Yeah. Yeah, they're in that. Yeah, both Corys are in this. Okay. Oh, and Jamie Gertz. Aw, Gertz and Gish. Um, is Annabeth Gish in this? Wouldn't that I would be love awesome? It. So, The Lost Boys, 1987. Hey, you know who else is in it? Uh, Mr. Gilmore. Edward Herman? Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, Lost Boys next week. I don't know if it's streaming. Check it out if it is. Um, until then, you can follow us on the socials at Why Do We Own This DVD. Didn't you used to do another thing? No. Is it just that? Yeah. Okay. Uh, thanks as always. To Brushy One String for our theme song. You can find Brushy at brushyonestring.com. And thanks to Marlene LePage for our artwork. And once again, enjoy Moby, because that's how we will end this and every other Jason Bourne movie we get, if we get any more. <laughs> Even if Moby isn't in the other ones, We're you're getting still Moby. Playing Moby. You're getting Moby. All right. Have a great week, everyone. This isn't our Thanksgiving weekend episode. We still have one more. Okay. Because that'd be fun.
Happy Thanksgiving, um, vampires. Wait, Thanksgiving, I'll be on call. Maybe working, maybe not. You won't be working um, Thanksgiving night, though. No. That's our movie So night. We'll be, we'll be, we would watch a movie on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, I have that, me and Kira have that convention to go to on that Saturday. Okay. That oddities. Oh, I didn't know that, but cool. Cool. So, I'll put up the Christmas tree by myself. Yeah. All right. We'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Everything new again, everything